You are listening to The Women of Kona, a feisty media production. We would like to thank our partners, Try Hard, That's It, Kerr Sports, USAT, and the Outspoken Summit. Hey, feisties. Welcome to episode two of The Women of Kona. We are calling this episode Living Aloha. So are you living Aloha, Jocelyn? Um, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We're at Jocelyn's accommodation up here in Kona, and oh my God. I have very nice friends. (laughs) Thank you, Steve and Cece. (laughs) Yay. Okay. And I want to thank, before we go any further, I want to thank our amazing partners and sponsors, Kerr Sports, That's It, Try Hard, USAT, and the Outspoken Summit. And I, my lovely co-host today is Jocelyn McCauley. She is a, she raced, she's raced in Kona three times and done four world championship races because we have, because of St. A little confusing. Um, She has four Ironman wins under her belt and is also a mother of two. So Jocelyn, um, wow. Okay. It's been three years since you've raced here in Kona. And in that time, did you have, did you have a pandemic baby? Is that, was that a thing? Did you do that? Okay, well, we were planning to get pregnant before the pandemic hit. So I was doing Ironman New Zealand in 2020, and we had already decided that was the last Ironman, then we were going to try to get pregnant. Um, Well, I mean, I was going to continue race until I got pregnant. Yeah, but then the pandemic hit, and we're like, awesome, more, like, perfect. It's even more perfect. So, yeah. Yeah, and being, I mean, I don't know from experience because I'm a mother of one, but from observation, being a mother of two, is or being a parent of two I should say is a much bigger task than having one is that like has that has it changed your training at all or what changed between having one child and two um yes and no I've heard actually going from two to three is worse oh yeah or three to four four to five I mean I'm sure no 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 No, I heard that the big difference was two to three after that it doesn't matter and then one to two it's like "Eh, it's a big difference but it's not as different as three because then three they outnumber you And so, but yeah, going to two, like, I don't know. It was very different because I had one before my, my whole career started. So she's nine. And then I had one during my career. And so she's one and a half. And so I don't know, it's, it's very different mom of two than I think a traditional, like Rini mom of two, right. Where she has two younger kids. Like, so my older, like Emmy, she loves Sydney and like loves playing with her, loves taking care of her and like loves watching her and stuff. And so like, They'll go on the trampoline and I'll be on my trainer, like, and they'll play with each other and stuff. And so it's almost like, and you got like a little play buddy, like a little doll, honestly, a live, a live doll. And you got like a built-in babysitter. <laughs> to an extent, she doesn't change diapers. Oh, okay. We can work on that. We'll work on that. Maybe by the time she's 10, she can change diapers. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, coming up the show, we're going to talk to Livia Eggers, who won the 5K Fun Run this morning. Lynn Maddox, the founder of Fund Her Try, Diana Birch, who is the who for 20 years has been the race director here of Ironman Hawaii. Um, and of course, we're going to continue to talk with Jocelyn after this. Whether you're training hard or working hard, That's It bars are the perfect on-the-go snack. They are made 100% from real fruit. Plus, they are totally delicious and have been powering our Kona trip so far. It's always tricky to plan your nutrition when you're traveling, so having something simple and delicious to snack on has been a total game changer. That's It has a bunch of other on-the-go snacks as well, with all items containing six ingredients or less. 
And the best part, That's It is giving our listeners a special discount on all their products. Just head over to thatsitfruit.com and use the code KONA25 for 25% off your order. That's 25% off your whole order at thatsitfruit.com with the code KONA25. Let's take a minute to talk about hair. If you do triathlon, you've probably asked yourself questions like, what's the best way to wear my hair during a race? How can I keep my hair healthy and hydrated? And how can I avoid my hair ending up in a giant knot? Enter TryHard. TryHard has pre and post swim solutions designed to reduce the absorption of pool and ocean chemicals into your hair. We love using TryHard's pre and post swim conditioner before and after every swim to keep our hair feeling great. TryHard also has a bunch of other products useful for triathletes like their after swim body wash and recovery bath salts, which have been a hit with the feisties. Take care of your hair and skin with TryHard. Use the code FEISTYKONA for 20% off at tryhard.co. That's FEISTYKONA for 20% off at tryhard.co. Okay, we're back. During during the break, Jocelyn was saying that she wishes that she could have TryHard for her, her daughter's hair. Does your daughter have difficult hair? Yes, it's... It- becomes knots it becomes a bird's nest is what my mom used to call our hair like it's a bird's nest and then like it takes like half an hour to like brush through it and then she starts crying because it hurts and so then I made up a game with her and we called them all tingle monsters and so I make the tingle monsters talk like they're having a party and her hair you you gotta do what you gotta do okay don't give me that look (laughs) to just to like evade the tears like yeah it sounds like she got her hair from you though because you have this like amazing mane of curls too yeah yeah she did she is my mini me for sure a hundred percent every time someone sees a picture of her she's like they're like oh my gosh like yeah it is a little me she's actually so there was a picture that we had um that she saw and it was me when I was like five or six and she's like oh I don't remember you taking that picture of me like she thought it was her. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. She... That's so nice. Yeah. Well, she got your hair too. Sounds yeah. like. Hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. This morning we were down at the fun run with the feisty crew. It was five. It was only 5k this year. I think typically they've had a 10k as well. And we grabbed the winner of, of the women's race. She's called Livia Eggers. So let's hear from her. Livia, here we are this morning in Kona at the 5k fun run. Congratulations on your win. Thank you. What did you run? Um, at the time? You mean? Um, 18, 13. Oh, that's pretty swift. Yeah, that's I mean, for the hills, it's, it's okay having at the heat. I'm not used to that. In Germany, it's, it's colder. Yeah. How long have you been here? Um, we arrived uh, last Saturday, so that exactly a, a week. Right. Okay, so you're a little bit acclimatized. Yeah, a little bit. Yes, yes, of course. And why are you here in Kona? Um, I'm here because um, my boyfriend and my dad and some other friends, they're um, competing at the Ironman. Yeah. And I'm here this time as a supporter. So how do you like being a supporter? So far, um, it's really fun. I mean, the last time, 2019, I raced myself. So, you know, you cannot, I mean, you can enjoy the island, but you're still training. And now I just, I just chill and do whatever I want. So that's really cool. Yeah, you just like hang out, come, come over, run 18 minutes for a 10K. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> just, just having fun. And that's, that's really nice. So it was 2018 when you raced or 19? 19. 19. And do you find it, is it different this year at all? Um... I mean, I think there, there might be a m- bit more people already, um, and I, I don't know. I think it's cooler this year than 2019, but but maybe that's just, I, I expected it much warmer, so, yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, congratulations again on your race. So fun to see you. What are your pl- what's your plan for Saturday? Do you have a spectating um, 
you know, strategy? Um, so I, I don't know. So my coach is also here, and he's also um, training uh, one of the, the pro um, athletes. So uh, that's also going to be interesting to maybe watch the pros at the front. And then uh, my dad, he's rising on uh, Thursday, so that's actually quite nice. So I can split it up, and um, I mean, just try to see as much as I can, and uh, yeah, just having fun and supporting all the people. And it's amazing what they're doing. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. And from Germany, do you have any pros that you're cheering for? Um, from Germany? Well, actually, I, I'm Swiss. I just live in Germany. <laughs> oh, okay, from Switzerland or Germany or anywhere. <laughs> so, I mean, as a Swiss, I get, of course, uh, Daniela Reef yeah. and, and uh, my, my coach, um, athlete, uh, he's from Australia, um, New Zealand, so uh, Brandon Curry. So, of course, I'm going to cheer for him. Amazing. Okay, well, I hope you have a great rest of your week and congrats again on your race today. Thanks a lot and thanks for organizing. It was really fun. Oh, yeah. So fun. Thank you. Okay, Jocelyn, were you are you swift over 5k? Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Did you used to run track? I did. I ran track and field and cross country in college at Brigham Young University. So, yeah. I don't think I knew that. Okay, so let's what are you maybe I did. Um <laughs> give us your stats. What did you run? I honestly don't remember besides my so I actually ran my fastest 5k. You, do, you don't remember your times? No, I know. That's very pathetic. Do you know your Ironman times? No, it doesn't matter about your times are. It matters what your places are. <laughs> like that's true, but in five k in track it does your times. It does more, but it still matters more of placing and like you know all American or not. You know things like that. Qualification times, qualification times. That that's what matters. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I ran a sixteen forty five when I was in high school. <laughs> Holy, yeah, I guess, yeah, <laughs> that was my fastest 5k, and then I all well, went down. Is that it? Just the 16? Yeah, <laughs> that's very fast. Yeah, and then I ran uh, like the 10k, um, as well when I was out in college, so yeah. So if you run 60, what did you say, 1645? Uh, what do you run? What did you run for 10k? No, you, you're gonna tell me you didn't remember, but I really have no idea. You're like, give me a ballpark, like 33, 34, like 32 or 33, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Those are some good times. I don't know. Actually, we shouldn't be surprised. No, the, the see, your talent oozes from you. Because running pedigree has not always transferred over to my triathlon pedigree. Although it, it used to. I mean, I, I have a 258 before Super Shoes. Like, I haven't run fast since Super Shoes and giving birth. It is an era. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. an era. I love that you're Super talking about it. It's era. like before Super Shoes. <laughs> Not like before the common era. <laughs> I mean, they take off like five minutes. They really do. And depending on the person and everything. But um, yeah, yeah. So I haven't run super fast since having my second child because she did all sorts of things coming out. She didn't want to come out. She was in an extra two weeks. And okay. <laughs> I was like, does she mean come out? <laughs> like come out? Okay, yeah, yeah. Eugene does. And then she was cockeyed coming out. And so she like was holding on to stuff, I guess. And just. <laughs> destroying me coming out honestly <laughs> and this okay wait is this related to the running yeah because then like she she pulled my operator internus or maybe tore it they have not positive which one but then um that screwed up my whole right side and then I had to have surgery on my knee last fall and then just recovering from that so it's been like a process oh. from having her so yeah. yeah interesting yeah like having babies isn't just something that happens in like a little box of nine months and then we forget about it Unfortunately, no. Um, I wish it did. <laughs> and after her, I'm like, no more babies. <laughs> so yeah. Wow. Okay. So wait, I just now I need to now I need to unpack this whole story because okay, clearly, the, was swimming something that you had to make 
up, would you say? Like, did you take up sw swimming when you were young as well? Or is that something that you've had to kind of like learn as an adult? Uh, kind of both. So I did swim as a kid, but it was like my parents thought swimming was a skill to learn. And so we did summer league like swim team for a few years, but I wasn't like a college swimmer or a high school swimmer or anything like that, like a Lucy Charles. But I had the swimming background-ish. And then I didn't swim for over a decade. And then I picked it up again. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, I love I love it. Every time I feel like I've interviewed you a few times, but get a new part of the story or parts of the story that I should that I don't even remember. That like we can just talk about again. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't remember talking about it either. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Okay, so this morning down to the run, we also talked to Lynn Maddox, who is the founder of Fund Her Try and also a local Konaite. So let's hear from her. Good morning. I'm fine. How are you? Great. Congrats on the 5K. Thank you. You know, I think I was the favorite to win, but... Uh... <laughs> then this ringer from Germany just, like, showed up. We didn't see her coming. It was crazy. <laughs> Amazing. We see you in your outspoken shirt. Thank you for representing. Of course. I'm a feisty lady. <laughs> we know that you are a feisty lady. Okay, I wanted to get a little bit of, uh, like, local perspective from you. You know, are you, you and your friends, you live here in Kona. Um, do you, are you finding this year busier? So I actually moved here during the pandemic. So I have, this is my first year of being here as a resident. So I've come before to volunteer, um, but this is my first year living here. But the word on the street is... From like your friends who know. Yes, from people that have lived here for a long time, the word on the street is yes, tons busier. And, and like normally the buzz that's being felt right now is it felt until a few days later. So it's kind of already happening. Yeah, that's the thing we really noticed is like we came down to the pier yesterday Friday and I was like holy crap like what are all these people doing here yeah so that's what um so I have some friends who um have lived here for about 20 years and they said that the the buzz is definitely uh happening a lot earlier this year than it has in years past so I'm hoping that that's because of the women's race Yes, because because of women's race. Well, it is because that's what pushes everything earlier, right? Yeah, yeah. and I think um, you know, like having obviously having more athletes means more people coming into town. But uh, it feels like a good energy, so it's yeah. good. I agree. I totally agree. Okay, so I want to just take a little moment to talk about your nonprofit. It's called Fund Her Try. Could you tell us just just a little bit about that? Uh, I would love to. So um, I founded a nonprofit called Fund Her Try in 2019, uh, very beginning of 2019. And basically what we do is, we being myself and the other uh, women that are board members, other triathletes, we pay for the registration of first-time female triathletes. So uh, we raise money. We're a 501c3. We don't have any paid employees. Everybody kind of has a, a another job that they do but this is sort of our labor of love and um, all the money that we bring in through donations we use to uh, put towards getting more women to the start line so we pay for their first race and how many women have you funded so far so we have funded we're we're like 129 which I'm, I'm I want that to love be it 130 so badly by the end of the year but um, yeah 129 women so far um, and which I mean with the average race costing about a hundred dollars even for like a sprint distance um you know that's over we've we've raised and paid for over thirteen thousand dollars in race registrations so. fantastic thank you yeah, well done okay so how do folks um either sign up to be someone who might get be sponsored or how do they donate 
So everything is on our website. It's all very easy. So um, fundhertry.org is the website. Um, right on the home page and then on a couple of the other menu pages, there are places to donate. And all donations are tax deductible. Um, and then if you're a first timer who wants to do your first race and you'd like to be what we call it sponsored, some people call it a scholarship. Basically, if you if you would like a little bit of assistance with the financial burden for your first triathlon, um, we can, all you need to do is go to the website and you click apply for sponsorship. The application is really easy and it's not a need-based uh, scholarship. So as long as there are funds available, we the answer is, is yes. I mean, we don't turn anyone away. Um, we do cap registration, so we only pay for up to $150 and we only do Olympic distance and shorter because we really, you know, we we want the money to to support local events and and races that are bringing women to the start line. And not that long course events aren't amazing. I love long course events, but that's not typically what brings a woman to the start line. So Olympic distance and shorter. Fantastic! I love it. Oh, well, Lynn, thank you so much. Thanks for what you do. Thank you. Thank you for the time to talk about Fun Her Try, and thank you for what you guys are doing for women uh, being in the media and, and bringing attention to the women that are the all the women that are racing. So, thanks. yay! Thank you. Woo! Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we were just <laughs> Jocelyn and I were just mid conversation, and suddenly we're back in. Um, Lynn's uh, Lynn's nonprofit sounds sounds amazing, huh? Yeah, it sounds super cool. I had never heard of it, so I'll have to go look it up. Um, in your show notes. Yeah. For those who are listening, we're going to throw that link in the show notes. So if if anyone needs help entering a race and wants to get involved in short course triathlon, go for it. Or if you want to donate to fund her try, we will put those links in for you. Um, Okay. We're going to, we have Diana Birch coming up, who's the race director. And so we're going to roll, we're going to hear from a couple of our partners first, and then I'll come back with Jocelyn and Diana. I used to think that winning an Ironman triathlon would be the hardest thing I've ever done. But after starting Feisty Media, I realized that starting, growing, and running a business is in fact the hardest thing I've ever done. There are so many decisions to be made, and by that I mean so many things to wake up in the middle of the night worried about. Like, how do I actually make money? How do I manage my business finances? How do I build an audience? How do I grow my team? How do I manage that team? Who do I ask for business advice? And then on top of that, I need to keep learning myself and build my own skills as an entrepreneur, as well as surround myself with other like-minded entrepreneurs that I vibe with. It's been an extremely rewarding journey for me so far, but it's also been extremely challenging. So if you can relate to some or all of what I'm saying, I invite you to join us in Tempe, Arizona this fall for the new and improved Outspoken Summit. We've all been there, two hours into a long ride, nowhere near finished, but totally uncomfortable, shifting back and forth and standing out of the saddle in an effort to ease the pain down there. But bike shorts and tri shorts should be comfortable, and that's why we are thrilled to have Core Sports as one of our sponsors. Core tri shorts have a revolutionary seam-free chamois, which means no race surfaces for chafing. And every stitch of Core's tri suits, cycling kits, swimsuits, and run clothing is designed with you the woman endurance athlete in mind. Yes, you can have it all. Speed and style, performance and comfort, function and fashion. Use the code KonaHot10 for $10 off at coresports.com. That's KonaHot10 for $10 off at coresports.com. 
Okay, are we back? Okay, here we are back in the lovely uh, what, Aloha. Living Aloha. In the Living Aloha studio. Um, so this morning, I, I felt like this was a, a great opportunity. I'm so glad that she said yes, because I wanted to catch up with Diana Birch uh, for this podcast series because of because this is the first year with the Thursday race and the extra race day. Um, and I just wanted to get kind of some behind the scenes information about the logistics because oh my gosh two races yeah well and she's a woman and running the world championship yeah, yeah. so yeah and has been for 20 years yeah. yeah yeah pretty awesome um so she is officially her official title is the senior vp of world champion events for iron man let's hear for from diana birch Diana, oh my goodness i'm so excited to see you here we are back in kona after all of these years it's, it's amazing. It's been three years uh -huh. since we last held the Ironman World Championship here in Kona, and we are so excited to be back. Yeah, yeah, us too. So what, was there any point during those three years that you felt like maybe we won't be going back? Like, is that, was that, or did you always think, okay, no, we're, one day we're going to be back on the big island? You know, I think all of us were so upside down during that time because this pandemic that was going to last a week and then four weeks and never ended you just wondered what was going to happen next but we always held on to the dream that we were going to return to Kona. Yeah. And you've been the race director here for how many 20 years more? I've been with Ironman for over 20 years now so uh, my first year as the the race director was 2003. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you. First of all, that's amazing. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That, I appreciate that. Yeah. And we, okay. So what, uh, in those 20 years, are there any like highlights that stand out for you? Like, <laughs> I, I, sorry, that's a massive question <laughs> just to throw at you, but no, I'm no. super curious because I know tons has probably changed over the years. It, so It has changed so much. It's, it's not what it was in 2003 and it was great in 2003. And I worked for the company before that as well. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it is different and it is fabulous and there's so many highlights. It's it's a question highlights or what's my favorite finish and they're so difficult to, to really think about one one moment in time. Um, because I, I think every year there's something that gets in your soul about yeah. it. It's why I continue to do what I do, it's why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. Um, we're all so incredibly passionate about what this race does for people and it really does fulfill dreams. I think that the, the highlight for me in the beginning, I would say, it was like, how do you order this? And we got to, you know, there's there's all the details of, of the pieces and operations, which is unbelievable when you look at the details. Yeah, I bet. I can't even imagine. I, we run some small events and just like thinking of something on this scale is insane. It's it's a lot. So I'd say my highlight for me is is really been the people that I've had the opportunity to meet along the way because it's like you can order Gatorade water, you can set up aid stations, you can do all those things. But what I think makes Iron Man truly so special is the community. And for me, on, on the side of where I work, it's the people that I've met along the way. They've become my family and it's really incredibly special. Yeah. And speaking of community, you work here, you live and work here in Kona, right? Yes. How many full-time staff do you have? Or how many staff do you have that work on Ironman that live here in Kona? So I want to say there's 12 of us in the office here in Kona. Um, when this team comes together, we have a world championship team, but for Kona, we're upwards of over, if you count vendors that we're hiring to you know, set up the finish line and banquets, we're at about 450 this year. 
Wow. Yes, a lot of people. And you have to manage those people. You know, I have great leaders. I, I get this incredible opportunity to do what I do, but there's these incredible leaders in every department that makes it all possible. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like I'm touching every single person. Um, I'd like to, and I you know, so want them to know how appreciated they are. What everybody is doing is so hard, um, but they all have great leaders as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about, so we've come back, we're back in Kona, and Iron Man has made this big move towards eventually next year creating an all-women's day out on the course. So first of all, what are your feelings about that? We are really excited. You know, it's one of those things when we were in Chattanooga and did two days of racing, we realized how special that was and how it made a difference for all of our athletes, for the men athletes and for the women athletes. And so that was something that, you know, it was talked about a long time and, and thinking about how to do two, ra two days of racing, the Ironman World Championship in Kona just was one of those things. It's, it's a huge lift to really try to go, how does this happen? And going through the pandemic really, you know, when we talk about the pandemic, everybody talked about, we got to pivot, we got to pivot. Well, one of the things for us is We've had athletes qualify for this event since 2019 that have been waiting for their, their time to start in, in Kona. When we had the opportunity to take the 2021 Ironman World Championship to St. George, we still wanted to give people the opportunity to choose which race. Mm -hmm. So the only way to be able to fulfill those commitments and have a 2022 qualifying season mm -hmm. was to go two days of racing. and. We are so fortunate to have the support of the county and the community and to say, yes, we can move forward with this. And as that happened and we started working through the details of what it was going to take in 2022, it became, this is that opportunity. We can go to 2023 and we can have two days of racing, having that Women's Day and that Men's Day. and. To be able to do that is something that, you know, I know we would love to, to be able to do everywhere, but it's just, just not possible. So we're really grateful that we have that opportunity this year. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people in our sort of feisty women's community who are super excited to have, I mean, I know that's not this year, but to next year, be able to watch like a full day of women's racing. Is that something that excites you too? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it excites me every year at Ironman 70.3 World Championship. So to be able to do it in Kona is, it's going to be incredible. I think there's a different energy on those days. Absolutely. And um, each day is exciting but they're definitely different days. You know, you start the day out with the women and they're high-fiving each other and there's just this- Oh, like this different, right. There's yeah, a different energy of encouragement and then you get to the men's day and they're super focused and just like, so it's really fun to see the difference and it's really nice to allow all the athletes to have their day. Amazing. Okay, and so there has been a lot of talk around town about the logistics and about the ability for um, you to us to continue having those two days. So are there ways that we who are in Kona right now can help make sure that that happens? You know, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you asking. And part of that is to live aloha. And so we have an initiative that is in place and we encourage everybody to take the Pono Pledge. Um, you will see signs everywhere. You can go to the website and there is a Live Aloha tab on our website. Mm -hmm. But it's really, when you come here, treat this as it is your home. And if you are welcoming somebody into your home, 
how would you like them to take care of your home? So understanding the rules of the road, you know, don't ride because you're supporting a runner on the highway um, into traffic. So ride with traffic, run against traffic, and then, you know, leave the place better than you found it. But it's respecting that this is this is a home to many, many people in this community, and it is disruptive. That's that's the reality. I We've been talking about it all year, and we understand that this is disruptive to the local community, and so much of them get involved and get engaged and make it possible. But there's other people that, you know, it's an inconvenience. It's an inconvenience for a short period of time. So really just knowing this is somebody's home, and it's it's tough, you know. It's funny, my son described it as, it's like Disneyland. When I was a kid, you get to Disneyland and you lose your mind. And he said, for the athletes, when they get to Kona, they lose their mind. And so we just ask that you look around and, and just share in the fact that these are people's homes and, and be safe on the roads. That's that's a big one, too. I love that. Take home. Don't lose your mind. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it before, too, right? On Even on training camp where you're just like, same thing. Disneyland right you're suddenly riding all over the road and doing whatever you want so I think if we're all mindful that yeah that will really That's help it. being mindful yeah. yeah well thank you is there something specifically you're looking forward to this year you know I will say so happy that that we're here and it's race week um, as I checked into the hotel I'm like going okay this 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 really is it and it is going to be such a whirlwind because we're doing all of the events that we've always done but we're packing them all in today, Saturday, Sunday, you know, yeah. Monday, Tuesday, before we start to load in bikes on Wednesday, which is crazy to me. Um, a lot of nerves this year. Yeah. There's, there's so much happening and there's so much change. It's not adding another day of racing. It's creating completely new events. And so I think as I look forward into this week, you know, and, and try to embrace the journey, I also ask our athletes to to be patient and to understand everything that we're doing is new. Yeah. And, you know, I know people have had this dream to get to the starting line. We're human. We're not perfect. Yeah. Things are going to happen. And so I just really think, you know, for me, it's just embrace what we have and, and the gifts that we have that we're here mm -hmm. and to just enjoy the journey as we move forward. Enjoy the journey. Well, Diana, thank you for everything that you do thank you. and for being part of making our Thursday Women's Only Day possible. And I wish you all the luck this week. Right. Thank you so much. Aloha. Aloha. Okay, so Jocelyn, have you seen people losing their mind here in Kona? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You have. You have. Do you have any specific examples? I, I mean, okay, so I think that it always comes up in Kona, like, don't do your race before race day, like, don't be out there on Alihi trying to beat all the other six packs out there or on the Queen K or in the water and stuff like that. But I mean, um, I'll just, I'll just throw Joe Skipper under the bus here. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> he posted on social media, apparently a couple of days ago, like, hey, anyone want to go swim at 430 today? And like a couple of guys showed up and he's like, Oh, I just have an easy swim. I'm just going to swim the course easy. And so he goes behind this guy and he's like, man, he's just trying to like jerk me around. Like he's like, okay, like he's going to slow down in five minutes all the way out to the turn buoy. And then he finally stops and he's like, you're a really good swimmer or you're really swimming hard. And he's like, Oh, I was ranked 12th in the 400 IM a couple years ago. Oh, <laughs> oh no. But Joe was dumb and swam 
on his feet. So he was like, it was like a, you know, zone three swim for him that was supposed to be a recovery easy swim. So don't do what Joe did. Don't be Joe. Don't be Joe. <laughs> don't, don't lose. I, I feel like with these, you know, uh, Ellen and Ella had, uh, had some, they were out riding on the Queen K and they had someone, uh, presumably a male age gripper, like in his time trial position, like overtake them on their right. On their, yeah. Okay. So that's another pet peeve that I have had here. Like that I would love for people like, you know, get the word out almost like kind of thing is like, please be considerate. And like, we're all, we all know how to ride a bike and we've all ridden a bike in groups. You communicate. That's what you have to do in a group. And even if that person that you're passing is not in your group, you communicate to them. You say on your left, on your left, you keep talking to them while you're passing them, especially if they haven't acknowledged you and said, yeah, I understand like you're coming. And then you say hi to them. Like heaven forbid you communicate with other people while you're out there, but you actually say hi and you say, hi, have a good ride or like have a good race or, you know, something like that, you know, as you pass them and not just go in time trial position, pass them as fast as you can. Like, yeah, because I mean, I'm a good cyclist. I am a very decent cyclist and I've been out there and I have been passed without someone communicating to me. And it's like, it's it's scary because you don't like and I, I can't imagine some of the speed differentials that I pass people with, like at least, you know, generally when people pass me, it's a very slow speed differential. But like I, when I pass people like, yeah, it's it would be scary. Like, so yeah. communicate, please, yeah. please. Yeah. And I don't have any biking experience on the on the Queen K lately, but I can tell you from being like down in the shops even too, yeah. like it's actually I today just today they just like straight up body slammed two people by mistake because there's like so many people in there and we like both if you step one direction and they're stepping towards you like that happened to me twice today like oh I need to be more mindful of like that there's a lot of people around and you can't just move even like the way I would normally move does that make sense that's what we told my nine-year-old is like be aware of your body and where your body is going and your space and don't get in other spaces exactly exactly um so jocelyn i also wanted to ask you about like the women's race here in kona because it's been it's been three years and i think it's it's looking to be actually quite an exciting race we have a number of contenders so tell us a bit about that yeah like i mean i've heard from so many people that they are more excited about the women's race than the men's race just because there are so many contenders like i think it's going to be a very dynamic race like i think we all know that lucy's gonna beat us all in the swim and be out there in the swim you know uh, with Haley, you know with her and stuff and so like and then it that's where it's going to be dynamic is like there's going to be lead changes um and i think there's going to be you know some group legal group writing on the queen K, um, and everything. And so I think they're, yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun and exciting race. And I don't think it's going to be a Daniela reef show. Yeah. Okay. So we've got Lucy, we've got Daniela. Who else is in the mix besides yourself? Obviously. I'm putting you on this. This, okay okay this is race week where my brain doesn't function my family's coming tomorrow that's all i can think about like, like there are a lot of women who are contenders there are a lot more female contenders than in than in previous years yes that's where we'll go with it okay yeah. okay and you're um you've been involved with the pto yes am i right and do we and so the pto do we think that like like, t- just tell me about that. Like, do you think that they're that they're going to be successful in their goals of taking over triathlon, creating a proper union, having a whole new race series? Like, is it headed in the right direction? Not a union. Right. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. 
we can't call it a union. It's an organization <laughs> because it's an O. Okay. Yeah. You're stumbling over your words there. Do you know what the PTO is? <laughs> it stands for Professional Triathletes Organization. That's why I have you here. <laughs> All the good information. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's a great organization. I think that all of us pros are extremely, extremely grateful for the organization because it's bringing new money. It's bringing lots of money into, into racing and into fields. And I think, um, it is, it's creating a, it's creating an opportunity for lesser known pros to go and make a splash in races that like during those PTO races. And so I think that that's super exciting. Like you see a lot of um, names that you, you know, just wouldn't have heard of before. I can't remember who I was talking to, but they were, they were helping commentate for the um, Wisconsin race. And they were like, you know, there were like 20 pros I didn't even know. And, And so like just having that I think does a lot for not just the top tier pros, but gives a platform and an opportunity to, you know, pros, you know, hundred plus. It's like a development stream. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it will be successful. I, I, I think that it has had a slow start because we obviously started in 2020 during the pandemic, but the PTO has brought so many revolutionary things into sport, not just into triathlon. And so what I like, I mean, they pay, we paid, um, us athletes out in, um, what is May or June, like halfway through 2020 Mm -hmm. so that people would actually be able to survive the year and be able to survive the pandemic and what, you know, until racing actually started again, because I think we would have lost a lot more pros during the pandemic if we hadn't done that. Um, and then not only that, but, you know, we have a revolutionary maternity leave policy, which I think is groundbreaking and amazing. Um, you get your place frozen for 15 months. So the nine months of pregnancy plus six months postpartum until or until you start racing, um, if you're crazy enough to start racing before that. <laughs> but anyway, so you're 15 months and then you get paid out based on your ranking for those 15 months. That's fantastic. It is fantastic because I think that we've seen that people can come back stronger. Like, and women can, women can come back stronger from childbirth. Sometimes it takes a little bit more time, but sometimes you're able to just do it like that. And that's fine too. But like, you're able to come back stronger. And if we're keeping more women in the sport, then we're able to have a more competitive field. And that's what we want, right? We want a more competitive field. We want more women in the sport, make it more interesting break more records and everything like that. And so I think that we need to give women that platform to be able to, to do, do both. Like it's your, this and that game. It's a, this and that. This and that exactly. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, I love that. Maybe we'll end there. Um, that was, yeah. Thank you to the PTO, (laughs) which I now know the acronym for. (laughs) <laughs> it's not a parent teacher organization either so, so yeah yeah but we are here in iron man kona and everything and i do also appreciate iron man. where's the iron man again <laughs> kona kona okay <laughs> thank you so much jocelyn yeah no problem thanks for having me